Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you look at it, yeah, I think they need better play from those guys who are the so-called role players on that roster. This is Saverin on Steelers. Hello to all in Steelers Nation. Welcome to Saverin on Steelers, our podcast. I am Stan Saverin. Happy to be with you. So glad you joined me. Uh, glad you found us here on Steelers.com. We put up two new podcasts every week, and we hope you enjoy that. Please tell your friends, neighbors, relatives, whomever, that you enjoy the content. Tell them where to go. Don't tell them where to get off. It's not what I mean. Tell them where to go to find us at Steelers.com. The Steelers are in an interesting position. They appear to be out of the playoff race, but because of other activities going on in the NFL, specifically the AFC, uh, you're not out of it until you're mathematically out of it. But taking a practical look at it, what are the Steelers hoping to accomplish? Um, nothing bad happens from winning, despite the people who think that winning will ruin their draft standing. I mean, that's true. That's a fact. But I don't know you go into a game wishing and hoping your team loses so you get a better draft pick. Uh, I do think on draft day, as I think back on it, when the Steelers would have last late season win, saying, gee, if they'd only lost that game, they'd be drafting 8th instead of 12th or 12th instead of 16th or whatever it happens to be. So winning games at this stage of the season is a short-term issue. In the long run, if you're in a rebuild mode, which I believe they are, and frankly I think the Steelers organization should believe they are, not that you intentionally go out to lose, you never do that, and that's not how these people are wired, the coaches, general managers, players. They're conditioned to win. They've been that way their entire lives. I don't expect that. And I don't expect them to hold back players. You put out the best players you possibly can in an effort to win that particular game. I do think that this opportunity should be taken advantage of to play some of the younger players, not all the time, but a bit more frequently. Get an idea of what you have in some of these younger players. Will they be factors in 2023 and beyond? Or if not, cut bait. I don't mean right this minute, and I don't mean sit down all of your best players. Cam Hayward has to play, but maybe he doesn't have to play every snap or 90% of the snaps. Offensively, there's a lot to be learned. When you are starting a quarterback, especially a number one pick, you can use this opportunity 
to evaluate his progress, not only evaluate his play, but is he improving from game to game, even if the performance comes in a losing performance? You've drafted a guy number one. You put him in to replace Mitch Trubisky in dire circumstances, frankly trying to salvage your season with that win over the Jets. Hasn't really worked out, but it is a time for evaluation. Will he improve from game to game? As my partner on the postgame show has said, does he make the same mistakes game after game? By all accounts, he is getting better. And that's not to put it all on Kenny Pickett. There are many elements of the Steelers' offensive game that need to be improved upon. But he, being a quarterback, naturally most of the attention is on him in that role. And the fact that he's a number one pick and a quarterback, it's unavoidable the attention that he's going to get. They've got a big investment in him now because the last thing you'd like to say if you're a member of the organization, uh-oh, we missed on our number one pick. I mean, you never want to say that no matter the position you're talking about, but especially a quarterback because they're so hard to find, the franchise quarterbacks, so hard to find. All you need to know is what transpired between the Penguins or the excuse me, the Steelers selecting Terry Bradshaw, his retirement in 83, and it took him 11 years to find Ben Roethlisberger. You cannot afford an 11-year span to find a replacement for Big Ben. Not if you hope to sustain a level of excellence, which they have proclaimed that's their desire. So there is a lot of evaluating to be done. And that's what can benefit in the final 10 games. uh, uh, Seven games, excuse me, they've played 10. Or six, if you're hearing this after the Indy game on Monday night the 28th. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair? Or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot. And now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. They need to be sure that they made the right pick. I I don't think no matter what Kenny Pickett does from this point forward, they're going to change their mind about him. And even if they get, let's say, a top five pick in the draft, 
If it goes sour and goes south, I don't think that they'll have given up on Kenny Pickett. I don't think they'll draft a quarterback to rectify a mistake. The time may come when they have to do that, but after three quarters of a season, I don't know if that's an adequate time to judge. And remember this as well, that no matter what Pickett does, these final seven games of the season, the final stretch, he's going to come back next year and likely will be operating with a new cast of characters, including his coaches. Unless there's some miraculous turnaround, it's hard to imagine that Matt Canada is back as offensive coordinator. And I'm not in any crusade to get him fired. I don't do that. I won't do that. The man has a family. He's got to earn a living. And it wouldn't be just him. It would be a lot of offensive coaches. So I'm not going to advocate for that. But I'm just putting it all out there and saying, this is what they're looking at. But it's hard for me to imagine that he'll be back. And the point being, with all sympathies to Matt Canada, if that's the way it works out, is that Pickett will come back with a new cast of characters on the offensive line, for example. Calvin Austin III will be back. And there'll be a new offensive coordinator, presumably installing a brand-new system. And we hear about quarterbacks. Well, you know, he's had five coordinators in the last seven years or three in the last five, and it's very confusing, and it is. But the good news in all that is that unlike this year when he was a rookie, he'll get all the snaps that a number one quarterback gets. When they get around to OTAs, when they get around to training camp, when they get around to mini camp, all those things, the preseason, he will get the majority of snaps where he got virtually none this past year. So the transition to, if that's what happens, a new cornerback, a new quarterback's coach, a new offensive coordinator, some new players, and really an entirely new offensive staff, if that's the way it works out, He'll get the bulk of reps. It's still going to be a lot of study work, but it puts him in that position. And that should be a positive for a quarterback like Kenny Pickett who appears to absorb things clearly and quickly. From all accounts, people I talk to, he is getting better and things away from the ball that you may not see. Things that he's been coached to do with a game plan, and the positive things that he has done to this point. Not perfect, obviously. He's missed some open receivers. There's a lot of room for improvement. But he is improving in some areas. It's about all you can expect of a rookie. Just look around. Something else that happens um, on the radar and must improve is the defense. It was believed that even if Mitch Trubisky had come through big time, the offense would be a work in progress. Mitch Trubisky, new to the system, new to the city, new to the team, new to the coaching staff. I won't say he didn't get a fair shot. I would say he didn't get a full shot. 
I thought the move was made too early. But that's water under the bridge. Pickett is the guy now. But the Steelers thought that their defense would be good enough to carry them. They are the highest-paid defense in the NFL. Maybe too much is being made of that. But they have been a letdown. Certainly injuries have been an issue. It's easy to imagine if T.J. Watt doesn't get hurt, they win one, maybe two more games. I don't think that that's an outlandish suggestion. And if, let's say, they were 5-5 five and five at this point, they'd be right in the playoff hunt, at least as a wild card. But that's not the case. They doled out an awful lot of money and have not gotten what they, frankly, expected in return. So we talk about the offense and the quarterbacking. Clearly, that's been an issue. The offense really being a problem. But isn't the defense a big problem, or more so, based on what the Steelers counted upon? From their D. Ray Fittipaldo of the Post-Gazette joins us now. He's written a couple of excellent articles about that very thing. Ray joins us now on the Savern on Steelers podcast. And, Ray, is it a fair thing to say that the Steelers' defense has underachieved? Yeah, I think certainly when you look at it, you know, everyone in the NFL has injuries. um, And T.J. Watt's injuries certainly... Um, has been a huge factor in the season so far. Um, but as I pointed out, you know, you go back to last season, Stan, when they were last in the league in run defense, um, and all of those guys were healthy, and they were still giving up 30 points per game. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's something to, to, to be said for that, and I, I think if you're going to continue to use this model, which they are going to, they have a quarterback on a rookie contract, they are going to – continue to pay your defense, their defense, um, I think they're looking for a little bit more bang for their buck, so to speak, when it comes to that uh, unit stepping up and uh, being a little bit better. Do we look at the top-tier guys, meaning, I mean, Watts hurt or, or had been hurt, um, Hayward, um, he's gotten more support on the defensive line, uh, and Minka's had his issues um, with uh, uh, you know missing a couple of games now, um, or do we look at the guys that they brought in for a fairly hefty price, meaning Ogan Joby um, and Miles Jack as having, or Levi Wallace for that matter, having let them down. Yes, Dan, I, I don't know that the issue is the big three and their play on the field. I, I think C.J. Watt, when healthy, is still the best edge rusher in the NFL. Minka Fitzpatrick, even though he missed a couple plays early in the season, I still think he's a top three to top five safety in the league and he's played my, like it for the most part. Um, and the same goes for Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward might not be the dominant player that he was um, even a year or two ago, but he's still really, really good. So then when you look at it, you have to look at, okay, you're paying those guys all that money. Are you getting enough from the other guys who are maybe on those middle-class contracts or those veteran minimum contracts? And I would say you're not. And I, you, know, you mentioned the secondary um, Arthur Mallette making a little bit over a million a year. Um, he's a good run defender, but he's not really great in pass coverage. I thought he was exposed last week in that Bengals game. Um, Levi Wallace has been okay, but he's he's not a guy who has stepped up and um, um, you know been a guy that they can count on when TJ was out. I think the same one for Witherspoon too. He was kind of exposed in that Eagles game. So 
when you look at it, yeah, I, I think they need better play from those guys who are the so-called role players on that roster. And I will say, you mentioned Ogan Joby and, and Miles Jack. I think Ogan Joby, given his injuries, he's kind of battled all year through, you know, through injuries. I think he's been okay. I think Miles Jack has been okay too. I don't think those guys are big, big problems either. I just think overall, when you look at it, their secondary hasn't come through the way they needed it to. Yeah, undoubtedly. I uh, I like it this way. Uh, you need bricks, but you also need mortar um, to build a solid wall. Um, they've got some bricks, but not enough mortar. The guy's filling in. Do you believe that Devin Bush has improved? Has he played better? Is he worth them hanging on to next year if they want to or if they can? I think he has improved. Um, you know, when you look at it, Stan, it, it's an interesting thing about, uh, you know, the way the NFL and the salary cap is structured. No one thought Terrell Edmonds was going to be back. And now he's back this year. And I, I should point out playing pretty well, making, I think, a little bit more than $2 million a year. So when you look at it like that, are, they, are, are the Steelers going to pay Devin Bush um, six to $8 million like they are Miles Jack to come back? No, they're not going to do that. But if he tests the free agent market and there's nothing to his liking, as Edmonds found out last year, then I think there could be something there where the Steelers bring him back for one of those very low contracts, you know, a one-year prove-it deal, um, you know, so they can go out and uh, maybe earn more um, in free agency the following year. And to that point, Stan, um, we'll see if Edmonds can cash in this year. I think even more so than Bush, I think he's been – pretty darn good in that back end and uh you know he he is one guy who who might be able to get uh more in free agency this year than he did last year uh it's, i think it's fair to say that devin bush is not going to become the guy they expected with the 10th overall pick in the draft and giving up draft capital to get him no and i you know i i think the knee injury certainly um you know, played a factor in that stand, you know, for it to happen so early in his career. And then he was kind of slow to come back from it, right? I mean, some, some guys come back from injuries quicker than others. That was a really long rehab until he felt like he was back to where he was um, pre-injury. So I don't know that um, he ever would have been an all-pro type of player or even a Pro Bowl type of player. But, uh, yeah, I think suffice it to say, um, you know, Kevin Colbert using all that draft capital, uh, to move up and get him, as it turns out, wasn't the best idea. Last thing for you, Ray. Um, the standings are what they are. Three and seven, you're a long way back. Um, are some of these guys now playing for exactly what you discussed, playing for contracts, playing for free agency? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a two-way street. I think the Steelers front office is sitting back there, and they're evaluating everyone right now. You know, how – how are you comporting yourself um, under these adverse circumstances? How are you approaching your work um, during a season like this? Um, you know, you read read people's body language. Uh, you read them throughout the week, and, you know, you have to figure out, are they part of the solution or are they part of the problem? You know, and I, I think um, there's a lot of guys on expiring contracts. Um, they have a lot of decisions to make here in about six to seven weeks, and I, I think it's going to be a fascinating offense. Omar Khan's first offseason as GM, Andy Weidel's first offseason running the draft and running free agency. Um, buckle up. I think it's going to be pretty interesting. And our thanks do go to Ray Fittipaldo. He covers the Steelers for the Post-Gazette. 
You can check him on Twitter at RayFit, F-I-T-T-1. That's on Twitter. You can follow me on ESPN Pittsburgh Radio, noon to 2 each weekday, noon until 2 Eastern Time. And if you don't get us over the air on the actual radio itself, then you can listen on the iHeartMedia app. Just download it to your phone. It is free. And clear as a bell. Comes in clear as a bell. You can do that. And the Savern on Steelers podcast, you can go to Steelers.com and pick us up there. We post up two new episodes each and every week. Thanks for being here on the Savern on Steelers podcast. I'm Stan Savern. Have a great week, everybody. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.